Hey, ¿qué pasa, Calexico? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, it's been a while, but I'm back. Uh, I was in a little bit of a hiatus, uh, just work stuff, home stuff, but I missed it and I want to, you know, continue doing it. I'm going to continue doing it. And um, today I want to invite somebody that's been a returning guest the most on the podcast. That's right, reigning defendant. Um, and every time he's been a, a different role. Um, he was recent, recently nominated or, or given the award of the Hispanic of the Year. I'm the reigning defending Hispanic of the Year, Brawley. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. he's a former, um, Brawley Elementary School, uh, Board of Trustee, um, the information officer for the county, uh, former com stand up comedian, podcaster. Always, always, um, always a stand up comedian. My guest today is Gil <laughs> Royale. Thank you for being well, here. So, yeah, and I was worried. I was like, you know, every year I think we've done an interview, and as we're approaching the, I was like, really? We're not going to do one? Like, come on now. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, hurt. Like, it was the most, mostly me because, like I said, this year for some reason, the beginning of the school year was like one of the hardest you know my 20 some years of working with the district is like super stressful um but i don't want to get into that yeah. but yeah you came back now with the full beard yeah. and so it's like okay <laughs> you've been finding yourself <laughs> but yeah and 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 you know i wanted to have you on just because you know i'm a little bit rusty and yeah. it's easier to talk to somebody that you know has been on the, on the podcast yeah uh, knows how this works and 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 you know we normally when we do this you know we have a lot of fun so yeah, yeah. I, i always have something to say it usually gets me in trouble but uh <laughs> no yeah you're here in brawley here in brownie's diner my mm -hmm. family's restaurant uh, my parents uh uh own and have owned and i've worked i worked here many years in high school and uh uh Yeah, no, you come. You came on Catacall too, which is like a it's a popping time for Brawley. Tonight's mm -hmm. a chili cook-off, and so Main Street will be will be popping off, and people will be coming out. So yeah, this week is some good vibes here in Brawley, and uh, we're really happy to to welcome you to town. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm, like I was telling you that I've never been to a Catacall like an event. Period. Yeah, no, you should. Yeah, like I, and I was telling, you, I was younger. My dad liked to go to the rodeo. He'd take me. <laughs> And I was like, I don't want to just watch people on horses and bulls. Like, now I'm older, like, I really appreciate and respect. Oh, that's a dude on a bull. That's a dude, like, on a 800-pound, yeah. crazy, unpredictable animal. Like, just getting thrown crazy, around. Yeah. And so now, and then it's funny, I take my daughter, and you can tell she's bored. So it's like this kind of cycle of, like, eventually, you you'll think, enjoy you, it. You, you think know? so? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Because, yeah, it took me a while. Now it's like, oh, I got to stay to watch. You know, not someone get hurt, but, you know, uh, it's, I mean, it's crazy. It's a, it's a really crazy thing. Yeah, you think about it. It's, a it's 800 pound. I think it's 800 pound at least. At least. That's a wild animal. Yeah. Angry for no reason. Yeah. Trying. And yeah, the thing is like trying get to get off me. man. Yeah. Imagine a little guy on you. Hey, get off. You yeah. go get a poor guy, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, like I was mentioning that you were a former, you know, elementary school board, board trustees. Now you're a city council member. Um, how different are the politics in from going to yeah? So there's yeah many levels. Honestly, I think the learning curve on a school board uh, was much steeper, and I say that because in a city you kind of understand taxes, you understand you know fees, zoning, somewhat. On a school board, you, you know how to learn ed code, the different yeah. various funding sources, mm -hmm. you know, and so. Um, It was kind of, I feel like, much easier for me to now be on the council. Uh, 
But I think also in the school board, you don't get quite the spotlight. It's weird because, and I've shared with you before how people see school board and then city council above it when they're really the same. And that spotlight's, you know, it's good for transparency and accountability. It's good for people to be paying attention to everything you say and do and vote on. Mm. Uh, Or the school board, you didn't quite get that, but you should, right? It's kind of one thing I always said to school. Um, it's just as important as city council, if not more. You're, you're dealing with the workforce. You're dealing with the students. You're dealing um, with communities. You know, schools tell you about the neighborhoods surrounding it. So <clears throat> I think that the jump from school board to city wasn't to, you know, boost my political career status. But I think it's really like I encourage everyone, if you're going to run for a seat, or, uh, start at the school board. Not because it, And it's also because that spotlight allows you to make learn. Right, it's tough. I can't imagine if this was my first year in a public seat, you know, uh, as a voting official, uh, to be, you know, tasked with making decisions like in the spotlight. If I'm not accustomed to it, or just in general, and so you know, uh, there are some things I probably could have done better on the school board, or just how I handle things that I learned now that I carry. So I guess I, I learned like I got my knocks in on the school board without that spotlight, without that scrutiny that yeah. comes with being on a city council, or you know, um, so. Um, you know, I do miss the school board. I think a school school districts, I think, also need more respect because their budget is probably in most cities comparable, if not better or healthier than yeah. you know school district budget compared to the cities they're in. Mm. So I think even cities need to put some respect on school districts because when it comes to even just simple things as funding and how you can leverage yeah. the funding, the resources, relying on data. You know, schools have so much data, and so I think I brought this kind of connection that's what i campaigned on i think i have connecting our superintendent uh with our city council with Mm -hmm. our city manager and even so forth and how we can inform community and not just on resources but events as well so um no i think i think like i said the big difference like i said that spotlight with that spotlight comes some politics comes some ego comes a history (laughs) you know and um you know that's good and bad but uh i've enjoyed it yeah it's it's yeah, it's it's been interesting. Like I said, it's like one year since I was on this, since I came on this show, and I wasn't on the council yet. It's been quite a year. It's mm-hmm. been quite a year. Like I've learned a lot. I, I will say I learned a lot on that council, being on the council, um, not just on the the intricacies of the city and the administration, but even how handling certain items and topics. I I know I'm sure you read about some of them that <laughs> were in the um, media and. You know, we came to resolutions and understandings and we move on, you know, whether mm-hmm. whether it goes in a way I agree with or not. Okay. What's the consensus of that board, of the council? Okay, what's next? Yeah. You know, and so it's been fun. It's been um, fun. I think, and you mentioned it, um, something that when you ran for school board and when I think we got a chance to talk after you had won, um, you know, the importance of having, you know, that connection between the, the uh, city council and, and school board. Or, or or the city and the, uh, the district. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned that you've kind of like able to help, you know, yeah. create a connection. You know, <clears throat> what are some of the things that you've seen that um, that have changed or, or uh, positives? Yeah, so there's a huge, I think, even with our PD and our schools, uh, our, our chief who's been doing a great job, um, has, is trying to implement the PAL, re, 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 reintroduce the PAL program and actually connected our uh, La Gente Boxing Club with the junior high. And so we have a, a police officer who's assisting in building that bridge and doing actually training for kids. And so, um, 
at that community level, that community engagement that goes right beyond. Goes, now it goes from connecting the city to school and to an organization like La Gente. And so it's even just starting to connect the dots and building community. Um, <clears throat> one of the last things I think I was in the council school board was, uh, was, um, school resource officer and getting that funding and helping that, uh, uh, that city and school to, uh, collaborate on getting a, a SRO, a school resource mm-hmm. office. I know there's in some municipalities, there's some discussion or controversy, but I think in a small community where everyone knows everyone, uh, a school resource officer goes a long way in security uh, and safety. Mm-hmm. And just like I said, that building that community engagement, you know, I know in some school districts that police uh, forces on campuses that we're larger in staff than our police department <laughs> in general. And so I can see where maybe that connection may not when you have so many, but like in a small community like ours, you know, we're, we're probably related to the, the resource officer that's on campus, yeah. someone or in some way, mm-hmm. um, it, it goes a long way. And so, yeah, things like that, you know, just building that community engagement that, you know, we have a new school coming up mm. and, uh, you know, the impacts that's going to have on our cities and our streets, even going back to recently, there's some parking issues around one of our schools in regards to pick up and drop off. And so, you know, the, luckily there's that communication with the school in the city that we can kind of square it away. And then it's, I bring an understanding where I've talked to our city manager, just kind of the dynamics of not that school board, not that giving away insider secrets, but mm-hmm. understanding that administration, kind of where they see my experience with them and also ed code and funding sources that we can help get involved in. Like I've mentioned LCAP, you know, like, hey, we should have someone from the city attending these meetings to help see how, you know, we can leverage that funding source and how we can, you know, possibly build some co- even more collaboration because things take money, right? Mm. And so every dollar counts. And so if we can find some sources to, to leverage and build community, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I drove by the uh, coming. Drove by the new school. It's it's moving along pretty. Yeah, pretty by fast. the Pace School. Yeah, middle school is coming along. It should be ready by uh, the beginning of next school year. Uh-huh. I was proud to be on the count board when we broke ground. Uh, I do have a connection at Padilla. Joe Padilla was a longtime school board member. He's my grandpa's brother, so I'd make him my great uncle. uncle. Yeah, yeah, and so his son on the school board. Um, Armando Padilla worked for probation department for a long time. His son, uh, Jose Padilla Jr., was uh, CRLA executive director, just recently retired. His daughter was a principal. So, Joe Padilla, like I said, Joe Padilla was 20, 20 something years on the school board and long time couldn't even remember. And, you know, then we have Scott Pace, who tragically passed away in the war, veteran, and during the Iraq War. So, we recognized uh, two individuals from Brawley uh, for that name. And it kind of kept, there was some, co- not controversy, but just on the, every time you name, re- name something, a school, you know, you wonder if you get it right. I think we did. I think they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, because there's some people, you know, there's some in the community say, hey, maybe name a neutral name, Malin. You know, it's Malin Street. or But each of our schools in Brawley, <clears throat> elementary schools, are named after someone. So it kind of kept mm-hmm. it, you know, J.W. Oakley. Phil Swing, uh, Barbara Barb Worth is fictional, but it's you know, <laughs> Myron D. Witter. And so kept the, also the tradition of naming schools after individuals. And so, and like I said, this time it's people, um, two individuals that are, you know, brawly icons that, uh, you know, really I'm proud to have been part of. Mm-hmm. Um, th- thinking back, when did you 
first thing about getting into politics because you know you yeah know, well, as like a, I said I didn't have a you know it's funny because I was just like someone skag too that's another role oh, like, yeah, yeah, so I represent true. the cities on mm-hmm. skag and uh, Southern California Association of Government yeah I forgot about that one and so we were up there recently and uh, it's kind of the same thing uh, you know I go up with Supervisor Luis Moncarte who represents a county on skag and um, he's introduced me to someone and he's like oh Gilly Gilly City council on school board, work for the county, you know, and the guy's like, oh man, I bet you were like most likely and voted most likely to be president in high school, or like, you know, ASB, you know, this, uh, you said, you know, because I was checking off boxes, uh-huh. you know, I was like, nope, <laughs> I was like, no, uh, totally the opposite. The, yeah, quite the opposite. And so, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, back when the podcast, I, I've, I've shared with you, you know, what's going on, you know, I, I started the podcast because I wanted to know it's, and it would, I know we said not to talk about Calexico, <laughs> but it kind of, Calexico got my interest, you know, because I worked at the AAA Area Agency on Aging, and some of my coworkers were uh, from Calexico. And so and then I, I started reading the news, right? So I worked for the county, and uh, it's, it's kind of like the cycle of like Calexico was headline, making headlines <laughs> this was seven, seven years ago. And, uh, that's our thing. Yeah, and I started watching city council meetings <laughs> like I do now. <laughs> and so, and I was like, "Whoa, what is going? Like, this is go- this is government? You know, this is this is politics? Like, okay, let's." It's kind of got my interest, and I just started like you know, and, I, and then I you know my podcast. I took, I'm, I'll, I'll admit guilt to taking part of some, you know, of the uh, <laughs> of the inflammatory inflammatory nature sometimes of media i'll take you know i I inflame so i i i I probably inflame sometimes you know more than you know help mitigate the whole thing when i had my podcast but yeah just then there you know just want to know what is going on in the community what's going on in the city and from there i just uh you know i said i ran for school board for the first time because i saw the slate of candidates and not one was a parent and not one I could relate to. Not one was a millennial. And so I thought, why not? And then from there, it just kind of uh, ballooned. But I think also working in the public sector, you know, I, I trip out because like seven, seven years ago, well, eight years ago, I got hired in 2016, but 2015, I was volunteering mm-hmm. for the, the county. And now you know, I'm in the county executive office as a public information officer. Seven years going as a volunteer to working at a CEO's office, I think, with Miguel Figueroa, who's, you know, not just my boss, I do consider, you know, probably indirect mentor. You know, don't tell you, I've gone for him advice directly, uh-huh. but uh, when I look at his career, when I look at his, you know, work ethic, when I look at how he manages this county that's to over, you know, 26 departments, 14 pro, you know, thousand, over 2,000 employees, a board. Um, you know, I've learned a lot just indirectly, and but, you know, working at the CEO's office is, you know, I remember being at the AAA six years ago and like, who really, who do these people think? I bet they think they're all like bad in the CEO's <laughs> office. I think it, I see them in suits, you yeah. know, I see them, you know, walking around. I wouldn't, you know, as a community, I was a community service worker one. At that time I was getting paid, I think 50 cents more higher, more than the minimum wage, you know? And so I'd see a CEO walking around and the, all people from the office, like, you know, who are these people? And um, now I'm in there. You know, but I think that helped. And I'm not trying to knock the previous people in the CEO's office, <laughs> but uh, I think that gave me really deep understanding in you know understanding the workforce, understanding um, you know the the people who make government run. I know a lot of like I know at the county, at the city, 
you know, the elected officials get all the attention, but people behind the scenes day in, yeah. day out, they're really doing the work. You know, and I'm part of, like I said, I get that in my day job, and then I go in the city and understand that as well as a council. I think that helps give me empathy, understanding. I think, you know, people say, oh, you work in government, they want to be on a council, you just government, government, you know. <laughs> and But no, it, it, like I said, helps bring me that understanding. I think it's a healthy perspective, and you want to diverse, you don't want just nothing but businessmen on a council mm-hmm. or just nothing but one kind of, you don't want, probably want everyone from government too, you know, to be on a council yeah. body. You want various perspectives and backgrounds and experiences to come together and discuss and deliberate. And I think I bring that perspective. I think on my council, I am the only one who works for government. And so, um, I think, it, I think it helps, like I said, this guide the discussion, understanding, uh, you know, um, just how meetings are ran, uh, agenda setting, uh, voting. So I think, I think too, yeah. So I respect my council. We've clashed a few times. I think there's some just philosophical generational differences. I am the, believe the only millennial that's going to happen. Right. And so, but like I said, the respect is there. The understanding is there. Um, and so, um, you know, I think, uh, I think too, like I said, being on a school board, working in government, I think sometimes there's like a learning kind of phase that maybe a first time elected official go through of, whoa, you know, because there's a lot. I remember yeah. being on the school board, like, whoa, my first meeting was like, okay, we're approving this and this. And I remember like, whoa, actually going back to not being in that spotlight, mm. not having, being able to kind of, not behind the scenes, but like low under the radar. And I was like, okay, I'll be able to ask questions on items and understand. And so now it's just been like, no, I'm, ta- I'm I said, there's no learning curve. There's a learning curve of understanding, like I said, the intricacies I think I have in the discussion, but as far as like the general understanding of how this government and governance should be ran, I've brought it. And like I said, it's it's been a fun ride this this one year I've been on this council. Yeah, and, and I asked you a question because, um, you know, I'm 41, almost 42, and, you know, for a long time I've th- thought of running yeah. for, and right now being part of the planning commission, it's kind of like giving me a little you know, getting my feel it as yeah. to what, because, you know, you mentioning like being in your first meeting, um, sometimes like I still get nervous when I'm voting on something like, is this a good decision, uh, not a good decision? Um, so, yeah, you know, to me, it's like, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm still ready and, and I'm older than you because. You're still a millennial, right? 41? 41, 41. I was born in 82. I don't know. 82? Uh-huh. Maybe, yeah, close enough. I think I think I'm a millennial. I think it's like I think it's it's like I think millennials like people. I'm gonna consider a millennial. You're 41. Yeah, you're only seven years, eight years older than me. Uh, it's our time, you know. I think millennials aren't kids anymore. Yeah, you know, we are adults. We have families, and so I think you you get and we unfortunately though because we're like in this middle of our career, like you're in the middle of your career, I'm in middle of mine the timing is it's hard to get involved mm. in this stuff it does it does take a lot of time and mm. work if you wanted to like yeah, i could yeah. probably like put in the minimal amount mm-hmm. and you know but i do like I, said, I sit on skag i do try to attend various meetings um you know just represent and show face um it is a lot but i, I don't have to i can just yeah. say hey i'm gonna show up to every second every you know twice a month uh-huh. which and, people do yeah and that's hey you know you got elected <laughs> they have every right to do that yeah. uh 
I do, like I said, I know people, I know I've been like, oh, were you planning on going something higher? Like, no, but I should, everyone should be treating that elected seat as if they're going for something higher mm-hmm. because this is as high, this is, this is very high, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's school board or city, it's, yeah. it's the highest position in that organization. And so I do, you know, um, yeah, I have no aspiration to run for higher. I just, I spoke with someone from the media. They called me the day. I said, oh, I heard you were running for assembly. I, <laughs> me too. Apparently, I, I didn't know that. And so, um, yeah, but I, cause I, I, like I said, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on the city council, but I should be holding myself and doing things as if I wanted to represent even a larger mm-hmm. number of people. Because and, and it's the, the damn if you do and damn if you don't, you know, like say if you were like just nonchalantly going to the meetings and whatnot, they'd be like, oh, you don't care about the city, you know, so it's, it's, yeah. It, you know. Um, so yeah, I looked it up and I am a millennial. It's yeah, what, 81 to 96. So yeah, so one person, except for like millennial, we're really crunched on time right now. So in some ways you have maybe those older who have time and those younger also have time. And so we got to make sure that we're representing, that we have a voice. And so when I, you know, I do carry that mantle. I feel like I'm speaking on behalf mm-hmm. of working, of millennials as, as a working family man, as, you know, a Hispanic of, of the year. <laughs> you know? But I do carry that mantle, especially of millennials. Like I represent those, whether we agree politically or, you know, we're millennials uh-huh. we're, we're more than likely we're working it's it is a struggle out there you know i i, I have a decent i have a good job it, it pays fairly well and even though we struggle i just gotta hit a pothole in compton and there's a fourteen hundred dollar bill that you know i'm still sweating over that, you know <laughs> but you know one thing like that can set it set me back mm-hmm. and, and i yet yeah, here i am in a better position probably than most of our community yeah and so if it sets me back i can't imagine what one unexpected setback can do for someone else and so um you know i do like carry the I, I, i'm a proud millennial and i represent millennials and i feel like it is our time so i encourage any millennial to to run for elected office whether school board city or just get involved because you know our perspective is important to have mm-hmm. especially as we're like in that middle we're not too young. We're not too old. We're right in the middle. Yeah. That's a really important thing, especially many of us are at a crossroads where do we want to, you know, uh, some of my friends, millennials don't have kids yet and they may want to, you know, are the career rise? Do they want to make a next step? Do they want to, you know, uh, just you could be at a very big crossroads. You could kind of be at a mid midlife crisis at, <laughs> as a millennial in this time. And so um, I do represent millennials and uh, we'll continue to do so. Do you feel that um, millennials, um, are involved in, in like city issues, you know, as a community. Yeah, I think especially now with like now I got friends hitting me up like, hey, about um, like we recently had some uh, you know concerns regarding Parks and Rec, and so I have friends I went to school with, hey, my kid, you know, or this and that. So it's like now, I think as you, especially as you have kids, you know, it becomes bigger than you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess that was a shift for me when like I guess I didn't have the typical political like uh um trajectory i guess i've showed you i've gotten a lot of trouble and it wasn't until i became a father where i stopped being uh so selfish and understanding oh this is much bigger than me what am i you know Mm -hmm. now i have a daughter and what kind of people what time world and what kind of community Mm -hmm. is she going to grow up in that's kind of i guess we say what started and said may not have the intention may not have been into politics, but when I became a father was to get involved in some way to make sure that, you know, she's being going to be in a spot that's, you know, better than what I had. Yeah. And so, um, 
yeah so yeah now millennials are getting more involved because now the families yeah. now with work you know so uh like i said they probably didn't intend to get involved but i think it naturally it's a progression to start hey what's going on in my community for my kids or for my family um how, how important do you think it is to be you know if you're gonna get involved like in politics uh city council uh, school board or county or id whatever whatnot that you are somebody that um maybe has a little bit more experience when it comes to like dealing with bills and a mortgage or taxes or just yeah. you know you're you're contributing to to the pot where you're gonna make you know you want to make decisions as to where all that is no yeah at the same time <clears throat> yeah but i think i think in some respects i think uh we all got a pay bills and tax in some way and so um it does make a big difference like you know like i said i i didn't realize like property tax until i became a homeowner <laughs> but even like the, how do we encourage more people to become homeowners in the first place to i mean it, and 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 it's you know um i'm lucky to be a homeowner um i know it's getting harder and harder Very, to, yeah so you know I, i'm not trying to and i'm not saying just you know property taxes but like a rent, uh, a light bill, you know, you know, this summer was crazy. The light bills, um, how much people were paying. So like those little things that, you know, you, as an adult, we kind of, um, deal with. Yeah. You know what, when it hits you, you know, it, it, it it means something different. Right. And when you feel it, um, and I, I, I bring that perspective back where like, if it's, it's, if I'm struggling, like there's people out there doing, and how do we help them? Mm-hmm. How do we, you know, I just, it's kind of, I kind of, I try to bring in like, if it hits me, this is hurting me, this bill, this fee. Uh, what about those who are not in the, you know, have the privileges I've been afforded. Mm-hmm. And so it's also considering that because those, they might be as much as, cause it is intimidating getting involved, you mm-hmm. know, you're in circles that, you know, are kind of, it can be clicky. Politics yeah. here can be very clicky. And, uh, I can see someone who may not, you know, understand the system, may not come from, you know, have the same means as others, you know, trying to get involved and not understanding. Mm-hmm. And I felt that recently. Like I, I went to, and this was like, no, if I went, I was at a conference in Sacramento and I went to the Latino caucus and I was like really prominent officials. And I'm like, I felt like I'm just a kid from Brawley. <laughs> like, don't I have my suit. I look good. You know, I, look, I you know, I'm, I'm very confident in myself. Uh, but even I thought, whoa, like, you know, uh, who do I think I am? And so I going back, you know, how do I'm sure people feel the same way. You know, I know there's mixers, there's community events and people mm. can same way. I saw the CEO's office back in the day. You know, it's like people can be intimidated. How do we reach out and get them engaged, get mm. them informed, empower them to speak up? And because they might not, they might not feel empowered. They might not feel like their voice matters, but it does. You know, I, I got uh, I said Hispanic of the year. One thing in my speech, I brought up the power of your voice, like power of your voice you have a podcast and how much you've influenced i have a voice and no one can take our voice away like that's something that is ours use it Mm -hmm. rich poor you know black white brown like use your voice like speak truth to power you know say what you feel admit if you're wrong you know just speak your truth and and the voice your voice is something can be bought can be sold it is it is yours it is ours and and um yeah so one thing too like i kind of share kids like use that voice and um fortunately i met that's where i met um 
uh, Sal Solorio, uh, Kern County, or uh, he's running for Kern County Supervisor, Delano City mm-hmm. Council. Delano, yeah, yeah. He, I was like, hey, I fall, I kind of, I was looking for someone I recognize at this, at this <laughs> event. And Sal, I was like, I, I, I know you, I follow you on, I was like, dude, I follow you on Instagram. He's like, he's like, oh, I love your look. Oh man, where are you from? Like, oh, don't, I was like, dude, and I kind of told him, like, hey, I feel, I'm not gonna lie. I'm glad I saw you because I feel even, there's like, I said, County city council men from the LA city county, LA city, just real prominent. It's, yeah. it was the League of Cities concert. So it's like, and it's like Latino caucus. So yeah, like a lot of Latinos there that like, man, like I read about that I've seen, but I was like, how do I, you know? Yeah, you're a uh, nerdy now. Yeah, yeah. And so Sal was like, no, no, you are good enough. You're, you know, you are equal just to all of them. And so he really hyped me up and uh, <laughs> we had a really good relationship. Yeah, I yeah. saw him because um, I think it was during the pandemic when he, when he ran, I think, anyone or like. Yeah, I just follow him because like I would follow like electeds. I, I, co- I, I, I copy a lot. I mean, you know, I don't <laughs> try to reinvent the So I see what other elected officials are doing. Uh-huh. And he used to do videos like, here, I'm here at this conference. Yeah, it was yeah. really out there and engage and mm. I was like, oh this is kind of cool you know how old is he i don't know i think i think younger than 30 oh, okay i think so i think 28 maybe okay. um and so yeah so he got me hyped up and uh yeah, and then i from there on i just made the rounds and he connected me with a few others uh and it was a good time but yeah no i, I said going back to like that feeling like ooh, but then i was like yeah you know what no, I'm, I'm I'm just as good enough, yeah. you know. And I and then, so for him helping me, and I guess that's why I kind of hope, you know. I brought the kids from La Gente when I had the Hispanic of the Year award. Um, brought the boxing kids from La Gente to uh, the event, and you know, recognize them. And um, boxing's a tough sport, you mm-hmm. know. It attracts a tough kid, and so I I do try to go down there as much racing them. You know, I don't know if you saw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I do try to like go over there and, and say what's up to the kids and like to empower them and beyond you know they, they, they obviously they they have a courage because going in the boxing ring is yeah getting somebody uh, in the face yeah <laughs> hit back yeah. Yeah, you know and, and not like show pain like, uh-huh. i don't think people realize that like boxing or that fight like the pain aspect of it yeah. like yeah we can all throw a punch and we can always probably take a punch but to get hit and then not show pain or not flinch mm-hmm. or not like oh uh-huh. hold on wait yeah. you know is that's a certain like a certain kind of person a certain level of courage and so you know, trying to tell those kids, hey, not beyond the physical, your voice as well. Like, you know, you obviously have courage. They use it, you know, beyond the physical part. So, um, uh, but yeah, I guess that's for young or millennials or in general, speak up, you know, go to meetings, you know, ask questions. Don't be afraid. I ask questions in my city council. I think well, I've had people comment like, what, shouldn't you know that? Like, <laughs> didn't do your homework. But it's like, I'd rather ask because if I have the question, somebody else does. Yeah. You yeah. Know, somebody I, in, the, in, in the, in the, yeah. And in I've the asked questions game. sometimes where I kind of knew the answer, but I was like, you know, I think this would be important to get some clarification for the public. And if I have to make myself look like a fool or I don't know mm. what I'm, that's fine. Mm. You know, I've been humiliated far more than <laughs> simply asking a question that, mm. you know, uh, and I already know the answer to, but for the sake of the public, uh, it, you know, I do. So I'll put myself out there. Mm. And being being uh, the only millennial on the city council member, um, how do you find find a way to relate to your other? Well, we do. I think, like I said, we're all from Brawley. You know, we're all, we're all brown. Most of us brown. I've got three Latinos: Ramon and George. And then, um, but uh, I think just we're all family men. Yeah, we're all yeah we're all family men. Uh, I think Ramon, like I said, has younger children. Luke has younger children. 
George has younger children too, and so um, yeah. Like I said, also too, like I say, I think you have to, the dynamic. You know, I, I did take Sam Couchman's seat, who had been there for a very long time, elder statesman. I he lives down the street from me, and I still go down. I, I go, when I go run in, um, I'll, if he's outside, I'll stop my run and I'll talk to him, just throw some ideas. I saw my catacall at the mega mixer a few days ago, and we'll always. Uh, he's always he, he he can talk a lot <laughs> so, in a good way, and so it's always a long combo with him. But um, so I think that also that taking the concerns that like I I filled the seat of someone who you know was wise, also a county employee, longtime county employee, understanding government, but also my, I know my character. I know I'm out there. I'm pretty brash. I'm pretty bold. Uh, you know, I I, I kind of try to picture. Okay, well, well, I'd probably be annoyed by me too. <laughs> like, I'd probably be annoyed if I had to work with me. If I had to deal with me, because I can be a, very confident, very sure of myself. Uh, um, and so you know, it's like I said, we've been having a filling out period for this year, but we've I think we've settled into a groove. I kind of have an understanding. Okay, I do want to be effective. I don't want to just throw stuff out there and rile people up or rile them up or i do want to be an effective uh policy maker mm-hmm. and so i think we figured you know we had a noise issue that oh, played yeah. out throughout the year and i think we're finally coming to some resolutions that are tangible for you know all parties involved and you know i try to i brought some attention to it i know it kind of upset some of my um <laughs> counsel and probably some of our employees as well and i'll take uh, you know blame for that but like ultimately you know it was it was it was in the hopes to try to find a resolution to something that was impacting people, mm-hmm. impacting our residents. You know, when I have a senior citizen come up to, you know, continuously coming up to our meetings, uh, voicing a concern, I think we should take it seriously. Mm-hmm. I think we should try to figure out some solution. I'd be very frank about what can be done. And um, like I said, I, and so from there, you know, because that's what it was. It was, it came back in December, a group of uh, residents some seniors mm-hmm. and every meeting up here on out after that was hey this noise this noise this noise and um you know to me i, I was like no no we got we got to do like let's you know I, I maybe try to jump to solutions maybe too fast but you know i just saw like hey that, that could be my gra- if i was my grandma and <laughs> i wasn't on the council i'd be coming to raise hell too yeah you know unfortunately you know you know so i you know i, I saw it in a way that manner and like i said now, like I said, the last um, council meeting, my other council members proposed some zoning, zone uh, decibel levels and kind of zoning areas. And that was something, like I said, that they proposed that I agreed with. Uh, and here we are as a resolution. So it was also like understanding how this whole thing will play out. But I said solutions to help better the lives of our residents is, is what it's about. And whoever proposes it, I'm fine with it as long as we get to that point. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, you know, the, the, the person you replaced, you know, was in the, in the council for a long time. Um, and, and I'm assuming that there's people, other people that um, may not have been in the council, but maybe other family members or, or, or f- families that have been part of the city council or the city for a long time. Um, in other cities, some people might call them dinosaurs. I don't know where. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but how do you find that? That you know that I, I'm part of one of those families here. So my 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 grandpa mm-hmm. Padilla, 
uh, we relate to everyone. I think he had like 17 brothers and sisters. So, <laughs> you know, I have relatives all the time. Mm. Like, hey, primo. I'm like, hey, are we? Like, he's like, yeah, they'll explain. Yeah, your tata, macho. And then they'll start connecting. Like, oh, yeah, my bad. Like, I was like, I, so I, in a way, I am one of those, uh, you know, uh, pioneering families. It's a Jopadia going back, you know, who was my great uncle. And so, um, even my grandma in a way, you know, uh, you know she's a matriarch and the Esquivels here. Uh, you know, even though rebel arts, not many of us, uh, you know, those that are here, I think we're pretty well entrenched. You know, my uncle even works at the school district, you know, uh, my aunt who works at the hospital. Um, so yeah, even, I think I, I could probably maybe one of my family. I'm one of those families. Like, one of those, <laughs> but uh, how do you? How do you? Or is it? Is does it suck that you kind of need to show the community that they they could trust you that you're you know that? Well, like so. Well, I, was, I guess this way, you know. Recently, at the pride, you know, I, I put forward a resolution for the pride, and that was, man, <laughs> well. <laughs> You know, uh, that was interesting, uh, you know, but I've had people who reach it, it like I said, it didn't, I motioned, I didn't go forward, understandably, and that's actually respect the majority of my council. Um, there was a lot of misinformation about it, you know, going Facebook, people on Facebook say, oh, he wants to raise a flag, he wants to do a ceremony, he wants to do this, when if you read the resolution, if you read even the, the agenda, a simple resolution recognizing June as Pride Month for members you know, to show also members of the Brawley community, those members of that community in Brawley that we acknowledge you. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no doubt, you know, that there are LGBTQ members of the community. I know my family, you know, aunts, cousins, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, and there's people uh, probably in this that work for the city that are part of the community. You know, and I, I know I think people maybe thought it was a stunt, but no, this, I mean, I went back, it's so in 2008. I was at IVC. It's, I wasn't even politics. I was partying. I was, but uh, it was Prop Eight, and that was a gay marriage. And uh, I actually wrote an op-ed that IV. I wasn't. I'm not in politics, but that was. I said this. I guess is when people, if you consider like, let me like explain why I put this. It wasn't just hey, I want to get attention and oh, no, this is a big conviction on acknowledging the LGBTQ community. That's like I said, been part of my, my been part of my life. Um, but in 2008, yeah, I wrote an op-ed, um, I think no would support it, supporting gay marriage. Mm -hmm. And people thought it was my dad. Like, like hey, you thought it was my dad? Like, dad's like, what? Like, that's how he woke up in the morning and people were texting, <laughs> either calling him or, or here at the restaurant. It was, on the, it was on the Sunday paper. And he was at the restaurant, like, Gabe. Like, and he's like, what What the hell? So he called like, hey, what the hell did you write? <laughs> like, hey, just supporting gay marriage, you know? And part of it, too, is my grandma, um, so it was a uh, man named Norman, Stormin Norman, who would do, uh, his gay man would do drag. He was a gay man who would do drag on the weekends and set lips in San Diego. And uh, my grandma hired him at the, the steakhouse. And this was back in the 80s. So, I mean, I, like, if you, I guess look at my resolutions, kind of the pushback it got. Imagine the 80s and, yeah. um, at the restaurant. And I remember she was telling me, and he'd always come to the, for for Christmas, the holidays, my grandma always has like a thing at Christmas. Um, he always stopped by, and and even when he was in town, he'd go by the restaurant. I worked at the restaurant, and it was Norman. Like he was gay, he was very flamboyant, mm -hmm. but he's a good man. And my grandma would, like would shared with me a story of, you know, when um, back in the eighties when he was working, uh, 
uh, <laughs> she had cu- a customer say, hey, I don't want that man. He's black and he's gay. I don't want him serving me. She's like, I don't give a shit. My grandma's crazy. <laughs> my, grandma's, my grandma's old school. So I don't care. Like, the food's going to taste the same. It's <laughs> like, so either, you know, get out of my restaurant or accept it. I'm not, mm. but she's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, change what I'm, how I run my business mm-hmm. for you. Um, and so I remember she telling me that and Norman and my uh, cousin Bertha, you know, uh, my aunt Sandy. So I had members of the LGBT community that helped take care of me that I saw that raised, you know, and, um, it led to the 2008, when I wrote that and then here now simple resolution like I said I think that misinformation that got out and Facebook I has, do you think it had anything to do with what happened in Calexico I think so I think so people have said the timing mm-hmm. um, but then I've had people like now like who afterwards they saw it because I made a very lengthy speech and they say you know what like uh, I don't agree and they even said I'm, I'm happy it didn't pass but I really respect what you had to say and how you did it and that's what it's about. I mean, I even said in my, you know, when I opened it up, if you want more than three minutes, if you, you know, if you want, I, I, I'll, I'm, I'm, if the mayor is fine with it, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a community conversation. You know, I didn't even tell anyone. Some people are like, why don't you tell anyone about this agenda? I was like, because this was, this was about for us, me and the community. Mm-hmm. This is for, you know, I had my reasons that I wanted to share uh, with residents and, and I didn't want to make it a spectacle. It kind of became one. And I, sh- I should have known, right, by nature, mm-hmm. just by, um, but yeah, I didn't put it, I didn't say, hey, we're having a meeting, show up. I didn't try to order. I just say, hey, this is a conversation. I have something to sit, share, something to say and that I feel strongly about. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have this conversation in the community, in the public sphere. You know, that city council is for the people's bidding. You know, it's not for the city council to conduct business it is but it's also for the people to voice their concern mm-hmm. to be heard to use their voice and so yeah i was like i was kind of prepared to if we got to be here all night i'm fine like i'm fine i know there's some of my accounts who like to have fast efficient meetings they've said that they want to be in and out over 90 minutes that's fine that you can be efficient and sometimes time doesn't necessarily mean effectiveness mm-hmm. so i i get that as well but in the same respects you know if we have to be here all night to hear the people I'm fine with that. Yeah. I was prepared for that. Like I was prepared to, you know, hear the people and their concern. And, um, <laughs> we did. And, uh, but yeah, I've had people say, yeah, I don't agree with that. But I like said, what you said, I did agree with a lot of what you said and respect with how you presented it. And like I said, it was simply be just acknowledging the LGBTQ community. And we said, we're all, we're all a son, daughter, in some cases, mother, father, mm. uh, sister, brother away from being directly linked to that community. I think it's important just simply acknowledge. That's all about my resolution was simply acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. You know, June is Pride Month as members of the community in our city. And that's all we're doing, acknowledging those two things. And yeah. like I said, it didn't pass, mm-hmm. you know, and, but we had the conversation. I think John Hernandez, you know, really powerful things he said was, you know, he went up and he goes, you're going to lose tonight, but you're going to win and bringing awareness and raising consciousness. And I think I did it because some people were like, hey, we started talking and, you know, and even then that was... And even after that, you know, we were kind of talking about forgiveness and whatnot before the podcast. I won't get into it. Um, because there are some things said in that meeting that I really didn't appreciate at me, you know. Uh, and since then, I've talked to those individuals and have, we have an understanding. And so I think ultimately, like I said, it, like I said, it's how you handle it, too. I think I could have approached it in different ways and made things worse. In some cases, not bringing it up at all probably would have been the smartest thing people have told me, but I said, like how kind of John said, 
raise awareness, brought consciousness, mm-hmm. and and then move on. I'm not gonna dwell on it. You know, I don't hold grudges. You know, my counsel felt that way, and I felt another way. It's back to business. Uh-huh. Do you think it was it was made bigger because of the media or no 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 no? I think social media. I said when 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 people on Facebook say uh, it's what he wants to do this and that when there was no mm-hmm. intention of any of that. I cleared mm-hmm. that up even at the meeting. I. You know, I kind of put my city manager on the spot. I said, what, hey, when I reached out, I mentioned this ceremony, this, that. No. He's like, no. I was like, you know, so it's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to hit all these things and let me, let's go into it. So, uh, you know, that's it. Social media, I use it. It's a great way to engage, inform, but it's a double edged sword. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a double edged sword. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, the most, it, it was, it's a crazy, like I said, that meeting too, it's not showing the video. It's packed. I like, guess people in the hallways. People were really strongly about it. So, um, but it's also a really good meeting too. Cause so I, I stacked the agenda. So we've made changes to how we, uh, since that meeting, changes have been made on how to, um, set the agenda. And understandably, these changes probably should have been there before, but I'll, I'll admit I took advantage of the <laughs> lack of rules. Because before you could just submit something to city manager and it'll be on the agenda. Now we need two people to sign off. And that's custom for all boards. So mm-hmm. the fact that we didn't have that in Brawley, it was long ago. I think people, some people are like, oh, you're going to you know, be defanged or you're not going to be able to. Oh, that's fine. I mean, that's it should have been there. I, yeah, voted, yeah. I think I motioned to support it when it came up. But it, I think it did stem from this meeting because we had the, the presentation of the fentanyl that I had requested. Um, the, the pride resolution and then the... Um, noise ordinance and so it was those three things i think i requested all of them <laughs> and so it was a long meeting um but i felt like hey people got a good understand people who may not usually attend meetings for one reason or another uh you know was able to come and see that hey we're addressing the fentanyl and the opioid epidemic in our, our city and our county and it was a really good presentation by behavioral health and even i brought some context you know that brawley's and the north end has historically been the hot spot for heroin and drug use mm-hmm. um, boats pies of town that's north end lack of services just lack of amenities lack of resources kind of lead to um abuse and addiction and so you know people who came for the pride resolution got a little understanding of the drug issues in our town and if they stayed they got the noise ordinance and i said i don't feel like it's just a noise thing but like i said it's still impacting people and yeah. it's that fine balance of supporting downtown businesses while also supporting the quality of life for residents and so they got like i felt like oh it's got a this was a heavy meeting and yeah. uh i like that i like when they're heavy and people can come to learn and engage and inform and so Obviously, you don't want to just do those to fire people up. There's, you know, there has to be some conviction and, and you know, I I'm not going to throw stuff on there just in flame and incite. I do want to make sure that it's, you know, there's, there's reasoning behind it. So, uh, yeah, as I said, I've learned a lot in that meeting. I've learned a lot since then, but it's just learning as you go, mm-hmm. learning as you go. Hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to take this time to thank my sponsors. I want to thank my longtime sponsors, my friend Camilo Garcia. Eddie Lopez from Roots Creative, and my friend Jake. Thank you guys for being longtime sponsors of the podcast. I also want to thank my friends who sponsored the podcast in 2022. Thank you so much. I really, uh, really appreciate your sponsorship. And if you want to become a sponsor, you can go to anchor.fm backslash quepasacalexico. Hit the support button, and you can sponsor the podcast from $0.99 a month to $10 a month. Um, It really helps me a lot to 
make this podcast better, sound better, look better, and reach out more people by promoting the podcast in social media and other websites. So um, if you want to become a sponsor, make sure to go to my Anchor page, and I'll leave a link, also leave a link in the description of the show. So thank you so much, and um, now back to the show. So how do you find a, a way to, you know, not make it personal? Like when, when it comes to like decisions that don't go your way, it's... And, because, yeah, and, and, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm saying it not because it, it should be personal. I'm yeah. saying it because when you look at other cities or yeah. other other city councils, yeah. it's like, you know, it seems like a, a lot of the things you that don't go your way like the yeah no it's 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 a battle right it's a battle yeah, it's a battle of ideas battle of philosophies um things have gone got haven't gone my way I, i'm just used to i don't know uh yeah just it's business at the end of the day and you can't change you can you can do your best to try to change minds and hopefully down the line like i said the noise ordinance you know i know it was brought up decibel levels and noise readers I was brought up earlier in the year and there wasn't really much receptiveness to it. And now, you know, eventually I understand it's, it's kind of just understanding and awareness. And like I said, my council is always looking for solutions to issues. I, I, they do do that. Not They all do that. Um, I guess the truth will win out or at least you just kind of, you don't take, like I said, I, I don't take it personal. Cause like I said that noise thing, I got I got lashed at. I don't know if you watched that meeting. I got I got I got kind of called out on my social media activity. I got called out. We discussed a lot of stuff that didn't even pertain to the noise. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about me, um, you know. Um, it's yeah. I, I became personal. That was weird. That was a weird item. That was a weird one. But you know, I kind of learned too how to navigate and bring awareness to things without making it personal. Um, like I said, just I guess that willingness to learn and listen, and I do try to take feedback, mm-hmm. you know. And I I go back and watch meetings too. Like, how do I approach this? I, I look at other cities too. I watch city councils and you know meetings and county. I'm I work for the county, so every Tuesday I'm watching that meeting, and so also seeing how other city councils conduct themselves. Which is your favorite? Which is my favorite? Calexico. <laughs> uh yeah no yeah I, I they're all my favorite they're all my favorite central you know central i i, I like how central they they're really boom 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 yeah, they're really yeah. efficient uh-huh. kind of and i've shared this with the mayor uh, kind of boring because it's how it's just doing to do yeah, uh, they, yeah. They, you know straight to business yeah, yeah. and I, I like that and probably too we're the same eventually like i said unless i put an agenda item on <laughs> but uh class for the most part like i said yeah that's a funny one that's an interesting one um that's a tough one. I know there's like a recall. I know he's like, let's not talk about because like I said, both sides, there's people on both sides that I respect and consider friends. And I just hope, you know, at the conclusion of this, there's some healing because mm-hmm. there is, there's some really big lines drawn in the sand and you know, it's up to the leaders, not just on the council, not just elected, but just community leaders to you really have to come together and say, okay, when, when the pieces are falling and everything's scattered and, you know, that war is over. Uh, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lot of discussions that are going to be, be had and uncomfortable conversations. And that's fine. Like I said, um, the uncomfortable conversations where you get growth, that willingness to take criticism is where, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, like I said, I, I took some 
in my own items and several of my items and it's i can shut them off or i could say hey no maybe they are right maybe mm. i do need to be better we can all be better yeah and i think i think um a huge part of what i see in my city is that that with the unwillingness to listen um and to accept when you're wrong um because you know i said in you were like uh and that was one of my questions is like how do you um when 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 you feel like you're you're right how do you get it across yeah. to your to your well, well i guess go back to that pride thing right uh i i don't i know i wasn't wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know people are gonna take but at the same time you also accept that hey maybe that was not the time maybe i just you know revisit it mm-hmm. hopefully that you know some uh, seeds are planted and eventually down the line uh it is recognized, and whether I'm down the council or not, mm. you know. It's but just, how do you? How do you? When when you feel like you're right, um, how do you? And, and it's not since this is a, like a a different topic, yeah. a different subject, right? But like, say something that, like a road that you wanted paved or whatever um, that doesn't go through. Um, but you feel like you're right. How do you get it across to your other um, council members without them feeling like you? Mm. oh yeah no i like get the that. smart like yeah no and i'm learning smart. that yeah because <laughs> yeah i i can come off really i i do have lengthy board member reports i do have link i'll prepare statements uh-huh. for certain items i know i can come off as oh you know oh here goes gill again you know uh but it's also like at least let me i just i, I have to clarify mm. i have to just let them know i think that's it i don't as long as i let them know where i'm coming from and why mm. how you know it's more like okay here you go and whatever happens, happens. And I guess that's helped me not take things personal. But don't worry, I do get fired up. There's been some meetings <laughs> where I'm like, you know, and something I'm learning. Uh, I, I learned how to control myself, control my temperament, control how I respond, control, like I said, whether, you know, if I feel like I'm not being heard or my perspective isn't being recognized. Um, but I think that's kind of just, yeah, I know, I said, do, yeah. I kind of go back and I do have lengthy statements where I'm like, and this and this and for context and, but it's me doing my like diligence on an item, you know, for not just my own sake, not just for the public, but also my council. Like I can say, Hey, you know, cause there might be people who agree with me too and say, Hey, why didn't that get done? Or why did it? You know, like, why well, I, I did explain, mm. you know, I did, I did, yeah. I said my piece. Uh-huh. And, you know, if it wasn't enough to convince or it may be, you know, down the line, I might say, hey, I was man, I was completely off base. Now I have something to hold myself accountable and look back on. And so, yes, I'm not always right in the moment I am, <laughs> but, you know, in the long run, I may not be. And, um, yeah, just I guess that willingness to kind of just accept that, you know, I can I, there's always a learning. Everything's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. And. I guess that's much deeper than politics. It's simply just life itself and learning from uh, your experiences and your actions. Yeah, um, it, it's different. Like for for instance, you know, in Calexico, and you know, I don't want to talk, you know, yeah, but, no, but but it, it's it's different when you have a council where there's there there's a feeling like there's a pact, like there's that's everywhere. You look at Brawley, they say the same about in Brawley. Uh, there's always going to be a majority. There's always going to be, I think, uh, yeah, no, it's just, 
you know, I think it's just up to, you know, wherever the majority is at to really explain the vision, what they have, you mm-hmm. know, and that's up to them, you know, and I'm not trying, I don't want to speak on how other cities or <laughs> jurisdictions should do, but I think it's just up, hey, here's what we envision and here's where we want to be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to get that message through the noise because sometimes, like, so there's a lot of noise and going back to seven years ago, you know, that's why I was watching people were having signs, you know, you know, um, Seven years ago, not now, seven years ago, people, you know, I think you had to have a meeting at the, um, like one of the like gyms because of how many people were, I think it was, it was like the city manager, city, city manager, uh, contract renewal or something. And you had to have it at the, uh, like the auditorium, some gym oh, yeah, because yeah. there's so many, like uh-huh. several. And so, uh, you know, Colexo people do feel empowered to to be heard and that's commendable you know i can't i'm not going to knock the people for wanting to be heard so it's up to you as a leader how do you how do you guide how do you direct this discussion and guide it and mm-hmm. i don't i don't know uh you know like i said a close thing i had was uh you know the pride you know, during the school during the school board i was present during covid and we had quite a bit yeah. um, and i think i'm honestly i think I think the podcasting has helped me so much to just sit there and listen. <laughs> you know, back when I had the podcast, yeah, I'd be there for two hours, one, two hours. And no, I think my time as a waiter, I was a waiter for a majority of my life. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what's your one? I tell people, don't servers do not knock servers. Yeah, servers yeah. are amazing uh, people that mm-hmm. you're having to multitask physically, mentally, while providing customer service. You know, you might not have me having a good day. Most of the time, a lot of time, your customers might not be having a good day. Mm-hmm. And so you're having to deal with people who are hungry, who, you know, have one going something going on in their own life yep. and they might be taken out on you and you have to sit there and smile and, you know, what can I get you? Yeah. You know? And so I think too, like things like that in my life have helped me kind of, like I said, listen, mm. sit there and reflect. Um, going even back to, you know, my troubles in my youth and having to, you know, mm. take responsibility and accountability for my actions of my own humiliation. And, uh, you know, uh, but I always have like an affinity for like Calexico. You know, I think <laughs> like one of my council members like tries to always like, oh, tries to always like tie me to Calexico. I think like for political reasons or purposes, I try to tie me to that whole like thing going on. But in general, like always had like one it has so much potential. It's so unique. It's a border town. You got a college. It really is, you know, the portal for the valley. When you look at workforce, when you look at um, even education, when you look at economy, our mall. How many times you heard our mall? And so I've always just had like so something that always has attracted me to Calexico. Uh, I love Brawley. I bleed blue and gold. Um, but I'll skip over El Centro. <laughs> you know, nothing ties me to El Centro. There's not affinity. I work there and I love El Centro. It's my job. But, you know, I think, you know, back from like when I was 16 to 20, I think I self-funded your like code enforcement because of all like the parking tickets I get from picking up my truck in the middle of you know, the next morning. So, um, but even like in general, like I, like I, my mom's cousin is married to Denico Chea. Um, John Moreno's daughter, Megan, is my cousin, mm. married one of my Padillas, both Padillas, they go with the family. Um, you know, even today, you know, one of my, my good friends, Marco, you know, Peroni is one of my best friends, I'd consider uh, his family, the Peroni family, and who I love talking to his dad, Mark, and even his uncle, I, I, every night, if I'm in with my pops, 
Um, they brought me a lot of my, my family, just hard working, you know, family on business, strong matriarch. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, it's always something about, I was just in Calexico last weekend helping him with his house. And so, uh, like I said, something about Calexico, I said the potential. And so, yeah, I guess I'm always kind of like focused too, because, you know, it, it does, you know, where all the valley cities are connected to Calexico mm. in some way. You can't say that about Brawley and the other cities. You could probably say ag and some of our industry, but as far as like Calexico and how that, you know, people are coming in and then the potential, you know, you have yeah. people, thousands of people going through your city every day. How do you, how do you capture that? And that's always like, an, an, like intrigued me, you yeah. know, cause I walk. I know one thing too is, um, I don't have, you know, the century. I don't, uh, I, I, I walk with the gente, the people. <laughs> I'm a man of the people, and so uh, you know, I, I, whenever I do walk, like I, it's, I, I always find it super interesting. And going back, something I'd want to bring attention to is, you know, when we talk about immigration. There's always like a focus on illegal, right? The refugees, the migrants, understand the border security, but what often doesn't get, what often gets overlooked is the legal crossing, especially pedestrians, you know, the people who are walking. Who have are walking and not just going coming back from coming into America. Even recently, I just saw like there was a huge line to get into Mexico yeah, yeah. walking, and so mm-hmm. um, that's people's time. That's and time is money, mm-hmm. and so and I, I recently I uh, you know there's lack of vets in the valley, and so I my my pug had like a growth on him and like it looked like a tumor, and we try to get with the vet here, and vet's like, hey, we can only get you a month from now. We're like, oh, we kind of want him to see sooner rather than mm. later so it was growing rapidly and so buddy said hey marco help me with the vet and okay. veterinaria reese <laughs> shout out really great vet um got us in like that and uh well, i walked i would walk it's right by the border and oh, okay and so and i walked and um you know walk we did the first time we took him we went through the east port and the, uh-huh. the east port. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you walked over there? They dropped us off because the line at the downtown was super long outside. And we're like, it's, it was 106 uh, humid and uh, 106. It was like 103. Three <laughs> it was because the next time I went, it was hotter. Uh-huh. So, um, but even like the east port, like, yes. ha- there was no line. But it's like a half a mile just yeah. to walk. There's no shade. Then once you cross, you have to then walk to the a gas station, which is another no shade. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, who is this built for? Mm-hmm. You know, it's who is this, this for the people? And then you have to get paid. So that, I was pissed off there already. <laughs> but then the next time, Holly didn't want to go because me and Holly went. And, uh, and like, we have a pug. Yeah, we have a pug. And so the second time, um, after that experience there, I was like, let me just try the downtown. And that one was long too. And we ended up, we're outside and it was 108 uh. humid again. And, um, my dog was just, it's a pug. He breathes like that anyways, cause yeah. he's a pug, uh-huh. but people are looking like, Hey, a burrito. <laughs> I like, I felt, I was like, damn, like I don't finally I let the guy know like, Hey, um, like my, my pug's going to die. Like, please, can I just cut? I felt bad. Mm. But I think, what if that was like an elder? I know they sometimes let the elders through, yeah, they go through huh? uh, or a kid. Like, that's not right. These are people legally trying to cross. Mm-hmm. You know, they're more than likely, 
yeah, more than likely have their document. They're not going to be waiting in line, yeah. you know, and yet he might be going to work. He might be just going to visit family. might be going to spend their money. might mm-hmm. be going to study. Like here they have these bears having to wait a line hour in line outside in a hundred degree weather. And then once you get inside, there's no like circulated air. There's no AC. There's no misters. It's like, you know, then they have that. Even we waited outside. There's that train. You know, so there's like an active train that could be coming through any minute. And like the cars, like I feel like any second there can be something really bad because mm-hmm. we're literally waiting. It, it wrapped around outside to the barriers outside, and the cars are going, you know, behind us. And like, and so the only thing I do try to like, I wrote an op-ed. I haven't ever published. I never sent it for publication, but I really like to bring attention to that. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the legal immigration. And how it gets overlooked and the people there suffer. Because even like Century, I don't qualify. I have a record. So mm. even if I wanted to apply for I don't think. And it's like, how many of them are like me? Who, not that you need money, right? It costs money to apply. Mm-hmm. And then you have to have a clean record. Like, must be nice. Yeah. You know, to have those, check those two boxes. Mm. And so what about the working class? You know, the people mm. that's just trying to, because you saw people, I saw people lying with, you know, Walmart, you know, shirts or, you know, fast food, Del Taco or McDonald's. You know, I saw people with, you know, you can tell they're going to work. Yeah. You hear their, imagine, you know, we talk about, you know, people waiting in line for hours in traffic, let alone um, outside, mm-hmm. and simply trying to walk. And, um, yeah. yeah. And sometimes, I mean, and, and, you know, not to shit on, on the people that are working at the border, but sometimes, um, you know, it gets hard for them to kind of understand that, that they are kind of like in the customer service um, field because, you know, at the end of the day, like there's like there's a lot of people that are legal that are just trying to conduct vi- business that, you know, they just all they want to do is get in and out quick. Um, and sometimes like I, I the other day, I, I I actually was late for a VSN game because I was there like with a, a, an hour ahead of time. Like I was like, I'm good because there was no line. And it took me like over an hour to cross. And once I got in, in there, like I saw these all these people just like sitting there, like chilling, talking. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like you know, I have you know, not that I'm important, but I have something to do. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you mentioned people like going to work. Like that was that's not like my job job, but yeah. you know, I had a commitment, and it got messed up because you know these people were like, and I know they probably had like twelve hour shifts, but yeah. Insane. Yeah. So, like, what? What's that mean? More investments, train. I know they're doing. They're doing all these new port of entries, and but I don't think any of that's going to be done till you know. I think year at least two years. So, but yeah, how do we? Obviously, safety. You still want safety mm. and security at the forefront. You can't just you know have not unchecked. So I understand mm. that. But how do we also make it more efficient? To like I said, it's, it's that's a working class. Yeah. More than likely, that is a working class, mm. and that's the middle class, and that's. How do we and 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 I get them? it. Sometimes it's hard to you know, like say, oh, you're a, a somebody that's working or or a constant you know somebody that crosses crosses constantly. You can't really like give them like a kind of like fast fast because then somebody's gonna be able want to take advantage yeah. of this person. Oh, you know, you have yeah. this and uh, you know give them some money to like do yeah, legal. No, shit. it's a, it's a tough, but you know, with technology. So how do we get, like, say, get those investments? Like, that's probably a congressional federal mm-hmm. uh discussion and but how do we right ensure that the staff in there or law enforcement the law enforcement at the border is also probably staff there's got to be technologies today yeah. that can make speed things up how do we get it here you know i think you know sometimes it, even like when you look at the new river tijuana river is getting some investments and then i think that there's a lot of investments in san diego ports of entry and i get it there's more people there's more activity but 
Like, what about our love? Mm-hmm. You know, like the, even look at the airport in like Otai. You know, I've, I've heard about the how you can like take a tram or something oh, yeah. across the airport, mm-hmm. like things like that. Where you know, why don't we? What's what's our equivalent here in the valley for uh, you know innovative technology to help people, you know, conduct their business, yeah. better their life that are crossing, mm-hmm. and so. Should it just be for travel? If we, get, if we get a lot of those luxuries for travelers, we should also a lot to those who support our economy. Yeah, spend because our money. yeah, it's it's our local economy, and 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 in a way, it affects them. Yeah, and it's not just too like I think people might think people coming across is like uh, either low wage jobs or field work. It's white collar jobs too. Yeah. It's in our it's in our government. It's in our schools. Mm-hmm. It's not just yeah, uh, you know, uh, like blue collar jobs. It's white collar too. Yeah. And how do we? Assist those, and that just would help both economies, right? I mean, people coming across faster, spending that means we're going to spend more time in our in our county, spend more likely to spend more money, and so I think even an economics perspective, how do we yeah. kind of build this efficiency for those walking and walkability too? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, not only that, you're waiting and there's cars that smog from car emissions coming up, and the health wise, you're putting people's health at risk mm-hmm. that that have to cross and have to you know, inhale those fumes that, that are coming from those cars that are idling and sitting there for also equivalently long time. Yeah. And so, uh, no, I think that's one thing, like when I look at bringing attention to something, it's, it's, uh, like I said, I think a lot of people do have the century or maybe drive across or yeah. I walk, like I make, even like I go to Marco, I, like I went, I got that Chato jacket and I went down there and I walk <laughs> and I, cause I too, I like walk cause it's a lot of like, life in mexicali in that downtown area mm-hmm. it's so weird how you know i feel and they maybe people don't i feel safe you hear like oh, mexico is safe and when i feel safer in downtown mexico and downtown collects <laughs> and i'm not trying to like knock i'm not yeah, yeah i know that could be oh, okay. no but mm-hmm. there's a lot of life in that downtown yeah. mexicali you know there's uh it's just like an energy mm-hmm. that uh it's very unique. It's more energy than I guess our downtown. Our downtown's revitalized, getting revitalized. We have some businesses that uh, I'm happy to support, and I'll give shout-outs right now. But that downtown Mexicali, don't get me wrong, there's still crime. There's still areas that I wouldn't walk to, but mm. I, I enjoy, you know, doing the walk and kind of just soaking in the the, the energy of people because yeah. there is a lot of energy in people, and it's like, how do we, like I said, going back to just helping them out mm-hmm. yeah and you know and it's crazy that you mentioned it because yeah it's true like once you go over come over it's like especially at night it's like dark and yeah and it's funny because some i was watching the meeting last time and i think it was the the owner of the 7-eleven like he's like man this city's gonna become gotham <laughs> and i was like dude it's it's a perfect yeah. um you know picture yeah it's like it's crazy so it's, it's batman Am I you, batman no. you cross over and it's yeah like sometimes it's dark like oh yeah. like there was a while when I was crossing back and forth a lot because my son was playing basketball yeah. with Mikali and like you see feces in the floors like is that a dog or is yeah. it a human? No, no, I get you, I get you. Uh, yeah, I know there's been two like we're going. I, this is get past the Calexico because we're talking about Calexico. <laughs> people might say, "Kill, why don't you focus on Brawley?" Uh, but I, so yeah, I know there's big a lot of con- discussion too on the Rockwood and that closure. Mm-hmm. That's a really that's another fine balance in both sides. Now I will say the lights help. When like when I do when I walk across, yeah. it's it's nice to see those lights and what. I mean, I like to see lights like that in our downtown. Actually, I don't know, maybe not, maybe not close our downtown street, but um, the lights do help with security and safety. Yeah, yeah it makes you a little bit feel yeah, a little bit safer. I feel like oh, I 
yeah, at night, I think you really recognize it more. I think during the day, right, it's hot, you know, one's out there, but mm-hmm. at night, it does seem like, like I said, I just went there a few weeks back, mm-hmm. and... I mean, even even though there's lights, there's still, like, people that... No, yeah, know. no, I get you, I get you, <laughs> but like said, things like that, yeah. I will say, but walking across, every time I would walk across, you know, that whole area would always be, right so it's nice to walk down there and not have to be asked if I want to ride a Coachella. <laughs> Central, Central. It's always like, no, dude, I'm walking. I'm good, man. So it's nice to not be hassled by, by Raiteros, uh, walking. But that's like the, going back to the discussion that the citizens, I, I, you know, I, I've not, never spoken with a business owner. I've never like, spoken with like, a resident. So that's a discussion. Like, same thing mm. with the Pride for Brawley residents. That's one for collection mm. residents. I think they're having it. And so I think there'll be some more discussion moving forward. But um, mm. so yeah, there's and pros I think, and cons. Unfortunately, I, um, I think the majority of citizens and um, business owners, they feel that it's not a... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, like I said, one... you. Cause you do want to, how do you tr- get, capture that foot traffic? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you do like our downtown, there's no downtown in the valley that can get so many people walking through there. Mm-hmm. That's a very unique, um, uh, thing for Calexico that other cities yeah, don't yeah. So how do you capture that? You mm-hmm. know, cause there's, but right, was, there's people, you have potential to get their dollars and mm-hmm. that's, and to spend their money and help you. So how do you capture that? Is it through, uh, you know, closures, through lives, through different through events, through what? So, you know, it's you know things are gonna hit, things are gonna miss, mm-hmm. and so it's yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that in the beginning I was a supporter of it, yeah. but now listening to the community there, yeah. um, you know, I think you gotta take you know the L's and 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 move on. You know, yeah, that's no, how I feel. You're uh, right? No, I, I get you. I get you. It's like I said, I've, I have no idea. I've never spoke with the business owner. You gotta take exit going back. You mm-hmm. gotta take into consideration the same thing like this downtown you know we took in terms of the business owner we didn't want we could have you know we could still put we're not going to put noise levels that are going to make them close yeah that's one thing you know going back to misinformation i people are like oh when i brought up the noise thing people are oh i heard you want to close a business (laughs) i no one i don't have that power two i don't i want to see businesses remain open and i want to at least them feel supported but it's at the same time there are things I need to be you know, conscious can do better of, and yeah. conscious of. And even with the noise thing, you know, when I went back, so I, I you know, I, I like to dig. I went back to our general plan, a strategic plan of 2008. It was written in 2008. And it said, your noise ordinance is qualitative and must be updated to be quantitative. And so it's essentially saying your noise ordinance is vague. You need to, you need to update. This mm-hmm. was in 2008. Yeah. 2012, 20, 2012, we did a downtown specific plan and it went, Hey, you guys it didn't say revised, but it said, Hey, this needs to be reviewed yeah. to mitigate any conflicts, which we have now. So, you know, um, mm-hmm. so it came to that. It's also like, Hey, this was on our radar. You know, this has Since, been on yeah. the radar in 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's, we need to, eventually it's going to handle, we're going to, that strategic plan is until 2030. I was like, we're going to revisit our strategic plan in 2030 or mm-hmm. before 2030. And if we don't revise, it's going to say the same thing. Excuse me. So, so, uh, you know, you also, like I said, it's not just connecting with the, that business community, seeing what the vision is and what the plan is. And so even with something like that, I was like, Hey, you know, uh, the, the noise thing too was 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 different because you know it kind of was starting to 
be pitted business versus business and come in. We no, this is noise is just a general issue for all town. Like I know one thing got a catalyst for it. This whole discussion on this specific issue was a catalyst for the discussion. But when you look back in the context and the history, you no, know, generally speaking, this should have been addressed a long time ago. And now yeah. we finally are. You know, fifteen years later, but uh, <laughs> you know we are. But it's going back to like you know that unwillingness to address it then can have uh you know rippling effects you know years down the line yeah. if we had just got something in place then you know now we would have had an understanding of the noise level and whatnot and so you know and the understanding too that downtowns are going to be louder than we're not going to have the same levels in downtown that we're going to have in residential mm-hmm. like there's also that like it's yeah. going to be a little louder it's just mm-hmm. the nature of downtown and yeah so um you said that's that's going to be they'll be taking that understanding and and hearing out and supporting and um, you can't just run, you know, roll with the iron fist. You do have yeah. to kind of, you know, it's you can go in with a hammer and force things, or you can go in with like a scalpel and like really, you know, craft out the policy or just understanding. And I do try to, you know, go in with the scalpel, or at least fairly with the maybe not a hammer, but a spotlight, a flashlight, mm. and how we can be guided to the right direction. Yeah. We're over an hour now. Um, we are. That's fast. But yeah, talk nothing about Brawley. What the heck? Catacol. <laughs> I know. Catacol is next week. Um, but before we close, I wanted to ask about this race you've been promoting. With- oh, yeah. <laughs> I just got done running today. So Joseph and I, uh, Joseph Salazar, who is, uh, you know, that's crazy. That's probably the number one. I get... I, I go to events. Hey, you're gonna race this guy? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, sorry, it was a joke. Uh, but Joseph Salazar, we went to school together. We played football together. We graduated together. Um, class of '08. I think he graduated. Yeah, he graduated. <laughs> uh, but you know, when I talk about my story of redemption and my, you know, he's someone who, you know, my story pales in comparison to his. He's really come back from a lot, mm. and uh, I really respect uh, him and his story and his comeback that he's still. You know, he's he's still doing. He's still on his road. And um, and so, yeah, he now he, he works for, he's a chamber ambassador. And uh, he's really made a name. For, he's really just made, made a name for himself, ingraining the community and, you know, supporting that. You know, even his story speaks to what we're seeing in government. You know, one other thing, I'm local government. I'm a delegate on the local government 2030, which is this initiative, this nationwide initiative to help cities and counties uh, address issues um, that we're going to be seeing in the near future. One of them is um, communication. How do we communicate more better and effectively with the public? And then another is uh, retaining and uh, recruitment of the workforce and second chance opportunities. And a lot of cities and local governments are having a big issue with hiring and re- not just retaining but hiring you know it's, yep. it's a tough right now you know i know uh probably we have several vacancies in every city i know mm. going back to collection people <laughs> say hey there's vacancies here but everywhere yeah. if you ask you know uh, calipat brawley or send there's vacant county is very difficult right now in recruiting and retaining and you know probably we've you know we've we've lost a few people sometimes better pay better location just you know family situations and so you, you have to understand that as well mm-hmm. but it's tough municipalities and local governments are finding a hard time 
not just it's not just a uh, even a valley issue. You yeah. know, I, I was looking at government jobs recently, and I look at Wyoming and how like the need. <laughs> it's like makes sense. Like if we have trouble trouble with uh, getting people to come to the valley to work, imagine Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so it's everywhere across government, and so one of them is second chance opportunities for people. Like Joseph and even like myself, who may have made bad decisions when we were young, you have a record or have, and yet that would may disqualify us. And mm. so, you know, I when I did my start my career at the county, I remember my boss Rosie Blankenship was like, "Hey, you know, your your DUIs came up," and like, "Oh, right? so yeah, I don't you know?" But just letting you know for the future, if you ever apply anywhere or, um, you know, just things that's coming up, and she's like, "We know who you are. We know what you're about." And so it's like, how do we, you know, you know, kind of help people redeem themselves, mm-hmm. how people get a second, third, fourth opportunities for success that may, you know, that, that, uh, that can contribute despite what their record says, despite what's on their file, despite, you know, what they've gone through or done. Um, and so, uh, Joseph, I think is a testament to that, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, so yeah, we, I see him at cattle call and, you know, I was running back. I was, I was a good foot. I, I wear glasses and I'm small, but I was a pretty good football player, man. I was, I was, you know, I, I was in, we're going to go way over an hour, but I was going back to that conference. I was recently with the, the, I don't think he's a mayor anymore, but he's on the council of India, Wayman Furman, big dude, stout, as you could tell. And, uh, we were talking football and he was like, yeah, I played, he's like, I played halfback and strong safety. And he looks like, you see him like, yeah. So what position did you play? I was like, I played those same positions, but I'm like <laughs> a foot shorter. Like, uh, but, um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, so yeah, Joseph, I played, so, you know, it's like, uh, I was starter. And so, you know, yeah, I like to race people too back in then. And so we'd see Chuck Catacoy, I think either him or I made like a little, like, I love wrestling. I love, I used to watch, I grew up on wrestling, the, the attitude era. And, yeah. Uh, so I made a little promo like Joseph. <laughs> and so from there, it just kind of, it was just a joke. But now I think, uh, we have to race. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, have to race yeah. now. Yeah. So I, I didn't really intend to, and I, whatever. But now people are like, Hey, no, you got it. So now I'm set. Like I'm training. Uh, I, I, I run up that hill at Catacall. I do sprints. Like I said, I went to La Gente and I challenged a kid to race just to <laughs> see where I stood. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. So we were supposed to race this Catacall. Uh, we said no. Um, I think he knows what's up. He, <laughs> uh, but we do want to do for a good cause. So we're kind of talking to maybe like um, an organization that might want to do a 5K for a good cause and mm-hmm. in a way to promote it would be to, that's what we'll, we'll do our race. And then, um, the run will kick off. I'll kick off the run. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but we're gonna race. I'm, I, I'm, I still got it, dude. My sister does track, and uh, in Chapman, and uh, I've been trying to like get her like to race her. Uh, my mom says she'll beat me. Everyone you're, says yeah, she'll beat me. Your sister's gonna beat you. No, yeah, no. She, she's a college track athlete. <laughs> And my ego and my pride refuses. As she's my little sister, you know. I gotta, yeah. uh, I got to see it. Like I have to, I, yeah, I have yeah. to. Until she does beat me, I believe I have a chance. You know, I think I have one good run in me. Like I think <laughs> I have one good run, and it's gonna come out when I race my sister. And I'm just compet. I'm super competitive. We lost a bell recently. Uh, mm. It just pisses me off. What, but what is what is it? Seven years in a row now? Or? Uh, you know what, dude? You know what? <laughs> Have you guys won that uh, the Battle of the Border when we lost the clip? <laughs> well, we lost it this year. <laughs> yeah, so. So, so go Scots, dude. No, and um, I'm very competitive. Um, 
I think everyone in politics, you got to be right. It's yeah. just a, the nature of it to get in the position is a competition mm-hmm. in itself. But uh, we're gonna race. It'll be for a good cause, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoke that. Dude. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I'm gonna smoke him. Whoever else wants it, <laughs> who any other politician or community leader, if you think you're fast, let's do it. Let's race. Come on, I'll, I'll smoke you too. <laughs> Maybe not Donnie. Donnie's on my count. He's pretty fast. I, mean, I got it. I'm, I'm good, dude. All right, good. Well, we're an hour and 20 now. Um, it was a pleasure, again, to have you on the podcast. Um, look, good conversation, like Hell always. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like I said, go Brawley, Cattle Call this week. Check it out. Mm. Mariachi night, chili cook-off tonight, rodeo, parade, the whole shebang. You come any night, and you're going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, uh, once again, I want to thank Brownies for allowing me to record today's episode here. Um, really appreciate it um thank you guys for listening and i really hope that um i don't go away for a long time ago again um i really want to be consistent again um it's just that i've been kind of busy but thank you guys for listening or watching and we'll see you guys in the next one peace